Pastor Glenn texted me this morning. I wanted to read it to you real quickly. He said, Brad, may God bless you as you serve him today. Would you please thank the men that helped me move? It was done so quickly and my apartment is all set up. Also, please thank all the people for praying for me. I am back to normal and really appreciate the prayer and card support. I hope to get clearance to drive this Thursday when I see my doctor. Isn't that great? The Lord is, is doing some amazing things right here in Crossroads. We're excited. Isn't it great to have Pastor Tim back? I told him when he came out here, I said, as, as long as you're nice to me, I'll give you your walker back. And he, he, of course, obliged, and he was very kind. He was very nice. So, love you, Tim. Thank you. It's so good to have you back, man. So good. Just, it's just a boost, isn't it? Um, this morning, I want to talk to you uh, in just a couple of minutes uh, about something I think that you're going to enjoy. But before I do, I just want to mention, uh, we are very, very honored this morning to have Pastor Tom Ward and his wife Gloria with us. Tom and Gloria, are you here? Can I, can, can you, they're back there. Would you just stand? I know it's, thank you guys. Tom, Pastor Tom Ward and Gloria, we're thankful for you for being here this morning. Uh, Pastor Tim told me before I walked out, he said, I'm so honored that they're here today, really. And uh, Pastor Tom is gonna be our speaker tonight for our men's conference. And I, I told Pastor Tom this week, I said, now look, it's going to be a little raucous, you know what I mean? I mean, this is just kind of how we roll at Crossroads. We're going to have a good time tonight, and, um, but it's going to be fun. Pastor's going to bring us God's word to men. And I, I kind of look at tonight as a rite of passage, guys. You know, it's like, are you really a man if you have not experienced a bacon bar? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you really? You know, it's a little bit of a rite of passage for me. I'm excited. So, gentlemen, uh, if, even if you haven't signed up, we've got plenty of food. So I want to encourage you to come tonight. It starts at 5, and uh, we're just going to have a great time. Again, what happens at Crossroads Men's Conference stays at Crossroads Men's Conference, right? That's kind of how we work it here. Um, also, just real quickly, right after the service... Uh, last week, we had so much fun taking pictures of many of you with those placards that just said, hey, we're saving you a seat. We're going to be taking those same pictures out in the lobby after the service this morning. So if you're interested in doing that and, and putting that up on your social media um, feeds and all those things, we'll have a great time doing that. We took a lot of pictures last week. And uh, so if you want to be a part of that, please go back and see them. Caitlin Nelson will be back there taking photographs for us and uh, just preparing to invite people to, to um, our Easter service. Uh, also, we're excited, very excited. You know, one of the, one of the roles of the church is, is to develop missionaries. And so we have one of our very own who's preparing to go on a missions trip this summer. Faith Mitchell is going to be taking a, a, a missions trip this summer. Now, Pastor has generously decided to, if we can receive a love offering next Sunday. So on the 25th, we want to receive a love offering for faith. And I just want to let you know, she's going to be headed uh, overseas. She's going to be doing some amazing work. Um, the country is, tell me again, Dan, Ecuador, sorry, not overseas, but Ecuador. So she's going to be in Ecuador. I believe it's 1600 
That's right. It's 1550. The, the rest of it was my fee for <laughs> my administrative fee, right? Yes. Okay. If you don't know, you know I'm just joking. You know I'm just kidding. Yeah, okay, so 1550. Yes. Okay, we'll be sharing more information next week. But faith has an opportunity. And so we want to support our our young people as they seek to do God's will, especially, especially as they're seeking to fulfill the Great Commission, going into all the world and preaching the gospel. Isn't that exciting? That's exciting. We want to be not just a missions supporting church. We want to be a mission sending church, sending people around the world. That's exciting. Um, This morning, the title of my message is hashtag that awkward moment when, that awkward moment when, you know, like um, that awkward moment when you realize that the person you've been making fun of is right behind you. You ever had that happen? How about that, you know, that awkward moment um, when you're not sure whether you should shake someone's hand or give them a hug? Does that ever happen to you? That happens to me all the time. I'll go in for a handshake and then end up, you know, getting a hug, or I'll go in for a hug and they stick out their hand and I'm like, I I don't know which it is. That just happens to me sometimes. Do you ever have those awkward moments, um, like when you're driving and you get to a stoplight, and you look over, and you've been jamming to whatever it is you're singing. You know, it's, you've been listening to the radio, you know, and it's like, turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit lonely. Turn around, bright eye. You know, and you're like, you turn over, and the person is like looking at you going, you like Total Eclipse of the Heart too? I thought it was only me. No, no, it's, it's, that's awkward. Hey, here was a super awkward moment recently. How about when Fergie sang the national anthem? Some of you saw that. She sang it like Marilyn Monroe sang happy birthday to President Kennedy, and nobody knew what to do. I mean, the entire stadium was like, what's going on? This poor lady. Anyways. You know, and I've told you about Pastor Tim. Uh, The first time that Nicole brought me home to meet her parents as the boyfriend, and he looked at me and said, hey, man, you like movies? I yeah, I like movies. Of course. I was like, this guy's great. He's just watching a movie. I'm like, great. And I was like, let's watch 13 Ghosts. He's like, how about let's watch Meet the Parents? And I was like, game on, old man. I was... Well played. Well played. I mean, listen, that's, I mean, he's, he had a ball on that one. He, he just had a ball on that one. If you look around at our culture, really, if you look around our culture, there are awkward moments happening everywhere right now. Now, awkward moments are, are I think, kind of funny. And I want you to know, I don't know if you realize this or not, but did you know that God and Satan both like to use awkward moments for their own purposes. Satan seeks to shame us with awkward moments. God seeks to sharpen us with awkward moments. 
When things get awkward, it either pulls us backward or pushes us forward. So I want us to look this morning at an awkward moment that Jesus had, okay? Now, I happen to think that God has a great sense of humor, all right? I, I believe that the reason we're able to laugh at ourselves is because God is able to, to make us in his image, and he's given us that ability. John Maxwell says, you might as well laugh at yourself, everybody else is, right? It's great when you have a sense of humor. And I want us to look at John chapter one, uh, John chapter 11, excuse me, verse 1. The Bible says, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair. Now, let me just stop right there. Um, During this message, when I say the words, can somebody say, I want you to repeat, awkward. Okay, so let's try it. You ready? Can somebody say, awkward. Yes, thank you. That's good. You guys are good. You're right there. So a lady walks in to a very prominent, spiritually popular rabbi, a woman who might have been a prostitute in her former life, walks in among a bunch of men, sits down, begins to cry on top of his feet, and then wipes his feet with her hair. Can somebody say a little bit? Just a little bit. Jesus didn't seem to mind. He, he embraced that moment. It was interesting. Jesus was always getting himself into an antisocial moment. It was, he's the most self-secure person that has ever lived. Jesus was just fine being in his own skin, no matter where he was or who he was with. Verse 3, therefore, the sisters sent to him, saying, by the way, it says, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Verse 3, therefore the sisters sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. And I can imagine one of his more sarcastic disciples saying, well, you know, that's one way to look at it, I guess. Verse 5 Thank you. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he canceled his appointment, dropped everything, and rushed to be by his side. Is that what your verse says? No, mine doesn't say that either. Mine says he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Can somebody say a little bit? Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. Think about this. If your best friend has a sister or two, and they send you a message saying your best friend is about to die, do you wait two more days in where you are and and not worry anything about going to be by the side of your best friend? That's just not normal behavior. That's not best friend behavior. Most people I know would have dropped everything and left to be with their best friend, but not Jesus. And it gets awkward. After two days, Jesus says, okay, now let's go. 
And the disciples are like, now you want to go. We just don't get you, Jesus. Awkward moments often center around timing. You know, if you have two comedians and they're standing up and they're doing their stand-up comedy in front of an audience, it's a little like baseball. You know, you have two pitchers and, and they have the same distance that they're throwing their pitch from the mound to home plate. It's the same distance for every pitcher. They, they're, they're throwing with the same type of baseball. It weighs the same. It's shaped the same. What's the only difference? The only difference is delivery. Delivery. And it's the same for a comedian. The only difference with a comedian is delivery. It's the same with awkward moments. Many times an awkward moment gets awkward because of delivery or because of timing. Now, I want you to notice, Jesus intentionally orchestrates timing here to be abnormal. He's doing it on purpose. He knows that God can use an awkward moment to bring glory to himself. Notice it says this. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and are you going there again? Like, it doesn't make sense. You want to go into an area where they've threatened your life already, Jesus. Why do you want to go back into that area? Why can't we go another way? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. These things he said, and then it gets awkward again. And after that, he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. They don't understand what Jesus is talking about here. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. Now, why am I bringing all this up today? The reason I'm bringing all this up today is in two weeks, we have a very important celebration here at Crossroads. It is the Super Bowl of Christianity. It's the resurrection day where we celebrate Jesus really, literally, bodily rising from the dead, his victory over death, and what is now the hope of our lives. It's so critical. In fact, Paul said, listen, if Jesus has not risen from the dead, then of all the people in the world, we Christians are to be most pitied because that means we're living a lie and we're fools. However, Jesus is risen and we're not living a lie. And our faith has strong foundations on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is something very important. Now, this is a time not just for Christians to celebrate. Easter is a wonderful time that we celebrate Jesus' resurrection. It's also a time for seekers to investigate. It's a time for people who don't normally pay attention to the Christian calendar at all. All of a sudden, when it comes Christmas and Easter, they pay attention. They might just give church a chance this Easter. And the reason they might just give church a chance is because some of God's people, like you and me, 
just might gain the courage to invite them. Now, sometimes that can get a little awkward. You know, when you start to talk about religion or you start to talk about your faith, does, does that ever happen to you? Where you might be talking to someone and you're just having normal conversation, all of a sudden something comes up about God and it just feels like it gets a little weird. I want to encourage you to redeem the awkward moments in your life. Not to be afraid of them, to laugh at them when you can, and then ask God to use them for his glory. Don't worry about awkward moments. Satan wants to make you feel awkward when you share the good news of Jesus Christ. Why? Because he doesn't want you to do it again. So he wants you to feel awkward or embarrassed or humiliated. Satan likes to use our emotions against us. And God doesn't want to do that. God wants you to have a sense of humor about your life. He wants you to have a sense of humor about yourself. You see, I believe that when we learn to take ourselves less seriously, people around us will learn to take God more seriously. Rewind. Did you hear what I just said? When we learn to take ourselves less seriously, the people around us learn to take God more seriously. Why? I have a friend of mine who's not a Christian. He thinks I'm crazy for believing that there is a hell, that there is a heaven. You know why we get along? He told me. He said, the reason we get along is because you have a sense of humor about your faith. Up until that point, he never really met too many Christians that could take a joke. And all of a sudden, he began to realize, well, maybe, maybe there's something to this faith thing. Maybe Jesus really is pretty cool. Maybe Jesus is worth reinvestigating. And there's people in your life that need to see God in you. Amen? They need to see God in you. And that doesn't just mean God when you're being holy and you're doing something very spiritual. That means they need to see God not only then, but also when you're laughing and when you're cutting up and when you're just having fun and then you're just fellowshipping. They need to see the Lord through you in those times too. I am convinced. I am, I am convinced. Did I mention that I'm convinced? I am convinced that more people would run to Jesus if less Christians would walk out of church with sour faces. If they felt the joy. If they understood the pleasure of God's presence. They would run to him. Because that's what they're missing. And we have it. We have it. We have it. But are we expressing that? Are we showing that? Anyways, Jesus just doesn't care. He's just so secure. He has so much fun. And this takes this tragedy and he turns it into victory in this moment. Question, are you willing to be misunderstood to bring God glory? Jesus was constantly misunderstood. Constantly, even by his own disciples that spent the most time with him. He's saying that Lazarus is sleeping and they don't get it. 
They're like, well, if he's sleeping, then he'll be all right. No, 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 guys. Oh, my goodness. Sit down. <laughs> Let me tell you this again. What I mean is he's sleeping. I'm going to go wake him up, but he's dead. Oh, okay. Why don't you just say that, Jesus? It's a lot of times it got awkward around his disciples. He didn't understand. Sometimes when you try to invite people to the Lord, sometimes when you do your best to express your faith, you're going to be misunderstood. Jesus actually taught us, he said, blessed is he who is not offended by me. That's what Jesus said. Why? Because Jesus knew there would be times he would do things that we would be like, Jesus, I can't believe you're doing that. What are you doing? What? I don't understand you. A lot of it has to do with his timing. God, why now? Why? Why does this have to happen now? Everything's going right, and then you let this happen. That's about timing. That's about timing. And sometimes Jesus understands he's going to be misunderstood, but are you, as his follower, willing to be misunderstood? Now, nobody likes to be misunderstood. But I, I live, you know, I did a, a seminar here, not, this is right when I came here, a um, little over, a little less than two years ago, and we, we talked about the Ten Commandments of Communication. And I talked about Murphy's Law, which you know Murphy's Law, if anything can go wrong, it, right. So in communication, if anything can be misunderstood, it will be misunderstood. That's just how it works. And so Jesus understands that. Do we? Are you, will you put yourself out there this Easter? Will you put yourself on the line for Jesus? Even if you think you're going to be misunderstood, will you invite someone to the Lord? Verse 14, then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is D-E-A-D, guys. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Well, that got awkward. In other words, when's the last time that you showed up to a funeral, went up to the family whose loved one died and said, well, I'm glad I wasn't there. It's kind of awkward. Seems a little inappropriate too, doesn't it? Yet that's what Jesus just said to them. Guys, I'm sure glad I wasn't there. Why? Well, he tells us. He tells us that you may believe. There's a rhyme and reason to Jesus Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us go also that we may die with him. You know, Thomas gets a little bit of a bad rap. We call him Doubting Thomas, and he was at times. But in this instance, Thomas was also loyal. Remember, the disciples just said to Jesus, why do you want to go back into that part of the country where you know they've already threatened your life? They're going to stone you. They're going to do something bad to you. Thomas, who's committed to Jesus, says, well, you know what? I give up. I love him so much. I'm just going to go with him. You know, if we're going to die, we're going to die. That's basically what Thomas says. Question, are you willing to be mistreated to bring God glory? You know, if you, go, if you really put yourself out there this Easter and invite someone to church, you, know, it, you may get mistreated. Someone could be rude to you. They could make fun of you. They could... Um, embarrass you. Satan wants you to think about those kinds of things. Jesus just 
redeemed awkward moments. He just, you know, hey, you know, it is what it is. Let me just tell you, you know, if you're not for me, you're against me. You know, whosoever, you know, denies me before men, my father will deny them. He says, don't, don't be bashful, be bold, be bold. Verse 17, so when Jesus came, he found that he'd already been in the tomb four days. Verse 18, now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Can somebody say... Yeah, she's not blaming Jesus, but she kind of is. But she's not, but she kind of is. Like Jesus, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. She's blaming him. It got a little awkward. Imagine you go to your friends and you want to be there and you're expecting them to be kind to you and they're not. And they say, you know, it's your fault he's dead. If you'd been here... But even now, she says, and she changes her attitude, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Question three, are you willing to push past awkward to go forward? Can you push past awkward to go forward? Um, how many of you recognize the characters on this, this plaque? Who is it? What? Oh, thank you. Scooby, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Got some work to do now. Do you know why I have this? <clears throat> my youth pastor growing up in North Carolina, who was one of my heroes, and I'll never forget one Wednesday night we were in youth group, and he was preaching and speaking. And he had this habit. He had this habit what he would do is he would, you know, youth pastors are just kind of crazy, you know. They, they have to be to, to hang out with teenagers. And he had this fun personality where he would talk to us and, and uh, just cut up with us. And sometimes we'd be talking and he'd go, ruh You know, you know, something like that. And I remember one Wednesday night he's standing in front of our youth group and he's preaching. And he did something silly. And I really loved my youth pastor, and I was pretty loyal to him. So I'm sitting there, and I look over, and I see some kids. And I, all of a sudden, I recognize they're not laughing with him. They're laughing at him, right? Because they're like, what is this guy doing? This guy's a dork. Look at him. And they're just kind of laughing like, okay, whatever, man. So after it was over, I went up to Bobby. And I said, Bobby, you, and it bothered me. I said, you know, those kids were not laughing with you. You know, they were laughing at you. And he was like, oh, I know. I said, what do you mean you know? He goes, I do it on purpose. I said, what do you mean you do it on purpose? He said, well, whenever, whenever I do this, I do this because I want to act silly. I don't care if they laugh at me. Now come in close because I want to say something to you this morning. Right there I learned a powerful lesson about putting yourself out there for the gospel of Christ. He could care less whether they laughed at him. He didn't care what they thought of him. He cared what they thought of themselves and of Christ. 
That's leadership. That's taking an awkward moment, creating it on purpose, then asking God to redeem it for his glory. Now, nobody in their right mind wants to put themselves out there and be humiliated unless they're a youth pastor. I learned something very important that day. I learned what Paul said, we are fools for Christ's sake. Your life is not your own. You do not belong to you if you belong to Jesus. And whatever he chooses to use your life for is for his glory. Especially when it gets awkward. Let God help you to push past awkward and move forward in your relationships. Goodness, thank God for those moments. Some of the best moments, and people who do public speaking a lot will tell you, some of the best moments are impromptu awkward moments that happen, and all of a sudden it just draws everybody together into one room. It's just fun. You didn't plan it, didn't mean for it to happen, but it happened. Those are some of the best moments. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he might die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Question number four, are you willing to push past awkward to get to the reward? Jesus wasn't worried about what Mary and Martha thought about him. That's what happens when we get ourselves into situations in life and we're talking with someone or we're spending time with people. All of a sudden, we're so concerned about what they think of us. Jesus was more, more concerned about what she believed well, verse 27, she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. The story goes on. The story goes on this morning. And God, through Jesus, resurrects Lazarus. Lazarus comes back, and according to one church history, he goes on to become a pastor for the next 30 years and then dies about 30 years later his second funeral after Jesus resurrected him in this passage in scripture so I wonder this morning I'm just closing now if you're willing to put yourself out there this year Jesus took a big risk when he said Lazarus come forth because what if Lazarus didn't come out? That's faith. Let God redeem the weird, funny, awkward moments of your life and use it for his glory. When we learn to laugh at ourselves, people learn to take God more seriously. They just do. My pastor back home, who's my senior pastor, who's now... Goodness, Pastor Gribble must be about 88 years old. He spoke here one time when we had the, one of the Jubilees. He stayed with Pastor Tim and Janet. 
he told me, he said, Brad, you can get away with saying a lot of stuff. He goes, you can say something real tough with a smile than you can if you can't, than you can if you don't. He used to always tell me, he said, say it with a smile. And this was a gentleman that's been serving the Lord in ministry probably 50 years. And so I say to you this morning with a big smile on my face, let's go ahead and let some things happen in our life that God wants to use this year. Let's put ourselves out there and see what God does. God will bless your vulnerability and your authenticity. Let's pray together.